Hello and welcome to a new episode of Bichara. Bichara is a podcast wholly owned and run by the Malaysian Students Global Alliance. We are a global coalition of Malaysian student organizations worldwide with a mandate to lead and serve Malaysians globally. My name is Jafinta and I'll be your host for today. The theme for our podcast today is class consciousness in university. And with me, I have Will Brian Reyes, a second year law student at the University of Malaya, who is also a BKNS scholar, as well as the head of training in the Exchange and Development Bureau for ALSA UM. Will Brian, how are you doing tonight? Hello, Jofinta, and those who are <laughs> listening. Yeah, I'm doing great. Yeah, thank you so much for having me today. Okay, great. So just wanted to start off this podcast with maybe you introducing yourself, um, maybe your background as well as um, how your family structure ca- uh, looks like and how your, uh, what's your geographical background as well. Okay, sure. Can. Hello, everybody. My name is Will Brian Lee Reyes, but people usually call me Will O'Brien or Will Brian. Yeah, anything that they like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm... 19 actually um undergoing 20 this december <laughs> and yeah um i'm i came from sandakan my mm. sorry my dad came from sandakan my mom come from tongod it's actually wow. um the east coast part of sabah mm-hmm. yep the east coast part of sabah but currently i'm staying in papar with my sister due to mm. internet connectivity issue yeah due to internet connectivity issues. So it has mm-hmm. forced me to like move from Tongod. And mm-hmm. yeah, my family structure, um, I have two sisters and three mm-hmm. brothers. Uh, we have six mm-hmm. siblings in a total. Wow. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the last one. I'm the uh-huh. last one. Yeah, I'm the last one. Um, my mother worked as a full-time housewife. My dad worked mm-hmm. as a farmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in terms of financial background, I can say that I am a class in middle, lower to middle mm-hmm. yeah. income family. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's basically all about me. Okay, thank you so much for that. Um, it's really interesting to already on the outset, you can already see um, kind of the inequalities uh, faced by students in UM itself, you know, you being forced to kind of move out into Papar. And um, yeah, it's actually so evident already uh, at this point. Um, so yeah, maybe just to get into that, um, under- I, we understand that you're actually a first-generation uni- university student. So how did you actually obtain the relevant information um, with regards to higher education after finishing secondary school? Okay, that's a great question, actually. So... Mm-hmm. Um, to be frank with you, um, when I was in primary school, mm-hmm. um, I studied in Tongod, in rural area. So, like, yeah. it has always been my dream to, like, go and study in a boarding school, which is located mm-hmm. in city, such as in Sandakan, in Kota Kinabalu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though, like, um, in UPSR, I achieved, I can say it's a flying color result, but unfortunately... Yeah. I wasn't offered any kind of boarding school, um, such mm-hmm. as MRSM, science school, any boarding school. I, I wasn't get the offer. Firstly, um, even though there is like a counselor in mm-hmm. the secondary school, because my secondary school is also located in rural area. Um, yeah. but we wasn't like um really exposed to different kind of opportunities. 
Yeah, maybe mm. it's because of maybe it's because of firstly the counselor themselves know about the financial struggles that the students in my lower secondary school fa- are facing, um, uh-huh. and secondly, um, also because of um, yeah. And then again, the internet connectivity issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it yeah. has always been like a degradish like challenge for yeah. us to like obtain relevant information. Uh, during my lower secondary school, um, session. But yeah, thank God. Uh, in PT3, I achieved once again. I achieved a flying color result, and then mm-hmm. I was offered uh, to study in MRSM in Sandakan. And oh. yeah, yeah. So. In MRSM, as we know that MRSM is a boarding school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were like exposed to this many kind of opportunities through MRSM. Mm-hmm. I know that there is a program called A Levels. There is a yeah. program called IB. There is a program called like Foundation, Foundation mm-hmm. in Public University, Foundation in Public mm-hmm. uh, Private University, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of like having those privilege, um, mm-hmm. in regards to that because. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the only opportunity that was like exposed to my this in my mm-hmm. lower secondary school is only like yep. Malaysia matriculation um program yeah. as well yeah. as uh, the normal UPU Asasi. Yeah. Okay, would you say that you were um entirely independent um on this matter, or did you actually manage to obtain any external guidance? maybe from your family or your family friends, did you have kind of exposure to people like that in your life? Because mm. like, um, some of like my family members, they, yeah. act, they actually like receive scholarship to go to study overseas, something like that. And also, uh-huh. um, some of my seniors in my high school come to mm-hmm. our play, to MRSM, and then they give like talks on what are the available parts that us can take yeah mm. after SPM or what are types of like scholarships that we can apply as well as mm-hmm. I also like join several I don't uh, wait I think I remember like I joined this one like session I think it's a uh-huh. seminar or something yeah that mm-hmm. talk about um scholarship opportunity and yeah and yeah um during my MRSM session also when I study in MRSM, mm-hmm. um, Petronas actually um sponsored my whole study in MRSM, because in uh-huh. MRSM, yeah, because in MRSM we need to like pay for yeah. the school fees, everything. So like I was privileged enough to obtain this kind of like sponsorship of uh, yeah. from Petronas. So yeah, it actually helps me also. The Petronas people actually help us to discover more opportunities. Yeah, mm-hmm. in terms of. Okay. In terms mm-hmm. of like differences, right? As I said mm-hmm. earlier, um, those who are living in like city, mm-hmm. they tend to like have this like opportunity to like join seminar, join and uh, sorry, mm-hmm. join webinar, um, to get like education, um, join this and that, join advocacy thingy, join yeah. this and that, everything, but. Yeah, those who are like staying in rural area, I'm I'm asking like some of my friends who are like currently in university, but you know, I'm in rural area, right? They are okay. having like these struggles to 
to actually yeah. even even to like go to their online classes they have to like go to this like one particular place because that that that's like the only place that can <laughs> give them like strong internet connectivity yeah, yeah that is like that is like quite a hassle i can say why the hardship yeah and yeah in the, because of this right we mm-hmm. can see that the students who didn't have like this privilege of having good internet connection they always were, like being deprived away in terms of yeah. like i'm um, finding um how to say teammates for their assignments um mm-hmm. obtaining relevant informations you know yeah. keeping up with their university updates they always like being left behind because of this matter so yeah mm-hmm. i can say that there's like disparity and differences mm-hmm. between those who are like privileged enough to have good internet connectivity and those yeah. who didn't yeah. yeah i think it's also a matter of convenience in um i think from what i can gather from uh the experiences that you shared about your friends um staying in rural areas i mean uh, it's one thing to be able to have to like go out and look for that place with strong internet connection but also it's the effort of going out and if you're taking your parents if if you have to actually drive over you need to have your parents drive you over or things like that um yeah. is that is that what uh they're experiencing right now Yes and also mm-hmm. we have to like note that not all people are having like uh how to say not all people are having like these vehicles to like yeah. just to go there and mm-hmm. then having their online classes and some of like my friends Correct. are actually like working at the same time they are like studying you yeah. know they are they are working um okay this is like what i want to address actually if you are like mm-hmm. in the city right and mm-hmm. then you are working with studying i can say that um you have more like opportunities because i'm um, in the end of the day the internet connectivity in city is like there's not much of like a problem for them yeah. but those who are like studying um mm-hmm. in university are uh, virtually mm-hmm. right now and then they are also like working and then the internet mm-hmm. connectivity issue in their place is like so bad and then yeah. their pay in terms of like what they are working now is not mm-hmm. so good also but they mm-hmm. have to do it because of financial struggles but at mm-hmm. the same time they need this degree they need this certificate yeah. yeah so they are actually like juggling between those two and yeah it has been like a hard time for them mm. yeah yeah so actually another thing that kind of Uh, was highlighted to me is that you know even to to even survive costs a lot for uh, people who are at a disadvantage you know you're for for the one thing i think you also mentioned some people don't even have the vehicles to go um even then um even if they do depend on their parents their parents are working and if their class is at 10 a.m does that mean they have to go out with their parents at 6 a.m when their parents are going up to work or um even if they're are their parents actually using a vehicle to work even do they do their family even have do their families even have a vehicle that's um of good use to actually get them to uh the physical locations for internet and also for for um 
like you said, for working uh, working students, I think it, it's so true that um, in cities, no matter where you are, you probably have access to good internet on your mobile phone. Maybe when you're on the way to work, so you can check for university stuff. But um, if you're working in a rural area, it's not even guaranteed that on the way to work, you can still check on uh, maybe lectures or emails from lecturers or anything like that. So that's a really good point that you you actually highlighted. Do you think that um, it's just not something that universities have addressed? Hmm. Personally, I feel like this like has come towards you know the root of our how do you say the root of our podcast today, which is mm-hmm. like the financial issue that's that is like being faced by these mm-hmm. students. I feel like. Um, at this point of time, because we are undergoing like virtual, mm-hmm. um, it seems like, um, how do you say? It's it seems like it's also like hard for the university to actually like solve this problem in my yeah. in my like perspective opinion because we are like depending on internet fully yeah. now. Al- although it's like we can say that um some of like university actually. Even though from last year, I can say, um, mm-hmm. they allowed the students who are like in need, young couple one, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, yeah, to go back to the campus. But yeah, due to like the financial issue, yeah, you know, they especially for those who are like living in Sabah and Sarawak, the Borneo students, yeah. the mm-hmm. flight tickets, the yeah. the house rentals, if they don't get like you know accommodation inside the university, they are mm-hmm. on foot. Yeah, and then, you know, and then, yeah, just because of this, they think like, okay, should I really like, um, how do you say, should I really like sacrifice all the monies that uh-huh. I get from like my part-time job or that my parents get from their hard work yeah, to just like go to university and then join this, all these clubs? Yeah, that's yeah, like exactly. the main consideration that yeah, I true. can see, that I can like infer. So mm-hmm. like, I, I of course, like the people in the society itself gonna choose the people yes. who have like good internet connectivities because if they don't have like good internet connectivities, yeah, this is like um, realistic lah, I can say. Yeah. If you don't yeah. have good internet connectivities, you will be constantly get kicked out from the meetings, everything. Yeah. And and when the events are commenced, you cannot even be there because of yeah, your internet connectivity issues. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why that's why like um the main consideration of the people, the high committees in the society, when they want to take like members to join the society, mm-hmm. is the internet connectivity, uh, the internet connectivity issue. Yeah, and yeah. then again, this is like deprive away the opportunities for those who are like financially struggle for those who are like living in rural area doesn't have good internet connectivity issue and also um those who like living with you know adi adi they have like small children yeah running away like making noise everything um i can say like and they living and studying in not in a very good condition uh in not in a conducive yeah Mm. Uh, situation yeah and another point actually uh that i wanted to pick at is 
uh, just kind of uh, sum- re-summarizing what you said on, um, you know, like the the colleges and universities giving the initiative for um, students yang berkepuluan to come back to um, campuses. But the whole, there's a whole stop right there where you want to go back, but you can't afford the uh, the flight to KL or the flight from K- uh, and the grab to from KLIA to the campus and then who is going to help you carry all of your stuff because yes. if you want your parents to come with you that's another two extra flight tickets that you have to pay for and even then you know um, deposit for your rent rent itself is already hard um, and also just sending out your money uh, from your parents because as you said like where your parents are they probably don't have good internet connection so they have to go to the bank just to send you money when are they gonna find that time if they're if they're working as um laborers and minimum wage workers so i think that's a really amazing point to kind of highlight to a lot of people who take these things for granted um just having the basic support of having your parents come with you to move into campus with you i think is something that a lot of the majority of students don't really feel uh, because they take it for granted true i think Mm. yeah i think yeah, especially those who like from Borneo or from Semenanjung when they came to like Borneo or to mm-hmm. yeah, vice versa, right? Yeah. Vice versa, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a hassle for the parents also to like come because mm-hmm. you know, as a child, uh, you know, I mean, as the parents, they always like want the best for their child. They are mm-hmm. willing to sacrifice every single thing that they have just to see like their pair uh, their children are like successful on the other hand mm-hmm. the children doesn't want to like doesn't want to how to say um to make uh things harder for their yeah. parents so mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like um hard for both of the parties in this situation so mm-hmm. yeah um, those who have like this privilege, like their parents are sending them to campuses, maybe they don't see this like as a big problem. But yeah. for me myself, yeah, for me myself, because I'm going back to UM this October. This mm-hmm. October, I'm going back. So like I'm going back like alone. Um, could you share your thoughts on class consciousness and how it actually affects people of different classes? Okay, sure, can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, class consciousness is basically um, um, when people like feel like they don't belong in mm-hmm. this one group of like people. Yeah, um, I have like a senior. She said to me that um, she it's not because she doesn't want to be mingle around with um some of like her peers in university. Mm-hmm. It's because like she feel that she doesn't belong that group mm-hmm. of friends and I personally I feel that also because you know when you came from underprivileged background mm-hmm. when you came from like lower to middle class family you always mm-hmm. have this like firstly intimidation because you know your peers are talking about oh my god how great it is um when they are like ha- uh, you know traveling outside the countries like yeah. that when they are like um, buying this and that, um, you know, something like branded thingy, and then, <laughs> you know, every single year, um, they change their phone or something, or, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, how do you say, to, in a nutshell, like, they just, like, 
um petik jari and then they get everything that they yeah. want yeah it's that but yeah it's kind of like sad because sometimes you feel like oh my god why am i born in this like family and mm-hmm. that's an ask because i also want to be like them i yeah. also like want to feel that because this privilege this is like a privilege you know yes of yeah. course and then having people who like say those things and then you never like actually like experience those kind of things can mm-hmm. makes you feel like mm-hmm. very small makes you feel like you are unwanted makes you feel like you are unwelcome makes you yeah. feel like you are out of their league mm-hmm. so like this class consciousness actually um make one self esteem like drop down Definitely. Although it, although it's like good, you know your place, but of course, you know when you are like surrounded with people who having this privilege, mm-hmm. you will definitely like feel small. You will definitely feel like, oh my god, am I not worthy? Oh my god, why am I here? Oh my god, yeah. these people are so amazing. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be here. This is not my place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. What I want to say here is that um, I just want to like thanks to my friend because they know also about my background, but yeah. they keep on like they still want to be friends with me because mm-hmm. you know just because just because like you see someone is like privileged, someone is like talking about this and that doesn't mean that they have like bad intention or bad hearts. They don't want to be friends with you. Because you are like, mm-hmm. because you consider yourself different. No, there's always mm-hmm. gonna be people who are going to accept who you are, where you come from, which race you are, which you know background you are. Yeah, yeah. there's always gonna be like this group of people. I cannot say that there's gonna be like so much people who are going to accept you, but yeah, there's always gonna be people who accept who you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. That's basically it. Oh yeah, that is beautifully summarized. I think that's no, there's no better way to end this podcast than than that message that you actually just shared. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, thank you so much for a lot highlighting a lot of these um this privilege that's felt by a lot of um people who are uh, not not exactly you know, the majority of students in universities, it also just shows that, you know, there are underprivileged uh, students who are among us. I think it's such a special uh, kind of message to come from yourself uh, out to this our whole entire audience of um, global Malaysian students who are listening and taking a lot of um, a lot of things for granted, a lot of their experiences for granted. Um, there's so much more that can be said, but unfortunately, due to the con- uh, constraints of time, I, I think we have to leave our audience to actually do a lot of their own research and to understand and to get themselves exposed to a lot of different types of people who are out here trying to survive on very, very minimal support. Um, thank you so much again, Will Brian. Uh, do you have any final words that you want to share? Mm, just like stay safe. <laughs> stay <laughs> safe. Yeah, Corona is like still crazy out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Indeed. All right. So uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Bichara. If you like this podcast, be sure to share it with your families, friends, or even on your socials. Hopefully, today's episode has been beneficial to all of you. And now we know a little bit more about the community of people who are around us, who are disprivileged and fighting invisible wars on their own. Please continue to practice social distancing. Until next time on Bichara, we'll see you.